What's up, everyone? Welcome to Play Hard and Love Big Radio. My name is Nick Clark, and I'm your host for today's show. We have an awesome guest with us, Tyler Sickler, and um, we're going to be talking a little bit about his life journey, but also we're going to be talking with Tyler today about his upcoming trip to the U.S. Olympic Trials in Orlando, which is super exciting. And um, I'm just excited to have you on the show. From the moment I first saw your Instagram profile, the to the time that I saw you, that you're moving to Folsom and then heard you're interested in yoga. I'm like, dude, this guy's got to be on our show, man. So well, welcome, Tyler. What's up, buddy? Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, Nick. I'm super stoked. Um, and yeah, I've, to tell you the truth, I've, I've, yoga has always been something that I wanted to get into. And it's just with how taxing and how cumbersome like marathon training has been. And then, you know, being a teacher, it's just like, okay, I really want to do this thing, but I just don't have the time, but I really want to learn about it. And so when you reached out, I'm like, huh, okay, well, there you go. There's, there's, there's a, there's a way to really get into this stuff. So, so yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, totally, man. Well, you know, one of the things that you um, expressed interest in talking about a little bit today is the importance of taking rest. So I definitely want to hit on that a little bit later, but let's start first with who are you Where'd you come from? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, where where were you born, and what's your journey been like um, to this point where you are now? Yeah, so um, so I, I grew up. I was born in well, I guess I was, I was born in Fairfield, California. Moved to Vacaville. Uh, grew up there. Uh, went to Wilsey Wood High School. Graduated there. Uh, then moved to Sacramento State, where I ran uh, cross country and track. Um, and then graduated there and uh, joined the um, SRA Elite or, or Sacramento Running Association, who are the uh, pretty much the organization that puts on CIM every year, if you're, if you're familiar. Uh, and I've pretty much been running for them since. Um, and then just, yeah, I've just kind of been bouncing around, you know, uh, Reno, Flagstaff, back to Reno, uh, just, yeah, kind of all over the place. But but yeah, now I'm back in Folsom and, and loving it. And so how did you end up getting into running? Is this something you've done since you were a young guy? Uh, funny enough, it just kind of happened. Uh, growing up, you know, I did the, the baseball, the, the football, basketball, you know, I tried all the things. Um, we would do snowboarding in the winter, then uh, wakeboarding uh, during the summer. So very active uh, as a child, but running was kind of like if I remember correctly, it was, uh, in middle school, I remember trying out for flag football and realizing that, okay, I'm not big enough to do football. All right, got it. And then I had some friends that were on the cross country team, uh, at my middle school at Vacapina, uh, in Vacaville. And, and then like, I don't know, I guess just from the first few races without much training, I was doing pretty well. And then, you know, it was one of those things. It's like, we like the things that we're good at. So I was naturally good at running. And then I was like, I want to put more into this and see where it goes. And, you know, one thing led to the other. And then, um, but really I actually had my biggest jump was in high school with my coach, uh, Shane Inman, who, uh, coaches me now. So we actually, after high school, we actually became good friends. We stayed in contact. You kind of see my college races, and, uh, you know, he, yeah. So like mentor coach slash friend, you know, just meeting this awesome person that, you know, showed me running and really how to, you know, how to get into it and how to obviously be a, 
a good uh, endurance runner. So, so yeah, I guess it's just pretty much the right people around me um, showing me running that could be an awesome thing, you know. So two things, being pretty good at it and just having people that loved it around me. Yeah, totally. I mean, we can be good at something, but then I think until we find somebody who's a mentor or a coach or yeah. you know, even um, someone who else is doing it with us, um, I don't I don't think that the discipline to be great at something is created really until that point. You know what I mean? At least in my experience of athletics, it's like, wow, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, wow, I really, I'm just an, I'm an athlete, you know, like I do yoga all the time now, but I'm a big time athlete. And I learned that from all of my experiences up to this point. And a big part of that is from mentors. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, uh, funny enough, it's like, I noticed that at my, at my college after, uh, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of my best, best friends were actually, uh, my teammates at Sac State and, um, a lot of the other athletes on the team, once they quit the team, they just dropped running completely. And my thought, you know, at least with some of them, it's that, you know, there's no one yelling at you to go run six miles or go run eight miles. And that, that, you know, that kind of, fame you get with being good at something it's not really there so then it really comes down to hey do you enjoy doing this thing so you know I do have some friends that still run and I think for those friends it's like they genuinely enjoy running and the benefits of running and um you know and I and I I count myself one of those people I've really loved where running's taken me I've gotten to travel I've gotten to meet new people I think the running community is a very supportive and friendly group. So, um, you know, I, I count myself pretty lucky to kind of fall into running and, uh, you know, meet all these great people that are, uh, I consider friends now. So. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. Tyler. I mean, I love what you're saying here. It's true. It's like, if you don't have a passion for something, you're going to probably <laughs> yeah. end up quitting, right? It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. 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 I get and, it. And everybody's personality is a little bit different too. You know, some people are, like more driven and just, you know, they stay with stuff when it gets challenging. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that? Like, I'm sure yeah. you've been through some challenging aspects of your running career and um, you're constantly pushing yourself to improve. And, um, but at the same time, you're like, you love the sport. So how do you yeah. find a balance between like really loving the sport and like overdoing it? And like, how yeah. do you keep, how do you keep going? Well, when it gets I would, tough? yeah, I would definitely say like, you know, early, in the sport, especially in high school. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm almost, I'm almost kind of jealous of my like past self. Cause I'm like, gosh, that guy was just a real go getter. Like nothing can stop that guy. I could be hailing outside and he's going to go run 10 miles. And now I'm kind of like, ah, you know, <laughs> let's stay inside. You know, I need a rest day. Um, but I think what it is, um, I think as you're, at least for me, uh, being in the sport, you, you know, because I think we were talking, you know, before the show, just, you know, we're go-getters. It's, it just comes natural to us to just go, 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 and always, um, you know, not be afraid of hard work. But there also has to be the space for relaxing. And and I would definitely say that one of the things that has been something that I have to um, acknowledge and, and think about constantly is, like, just slowing down and giving myself that time to recharge because, um, I mean, yeah, with some of the training that I did, I got up to 140 miles in a single week, which was about, you know, 20 miles a day. So 10 in the morning, 10 in the afternoon, 
some weight sessions in the middle of the day. I mean, it was just, you know, this period of time was completely devoted to just chasing that full potential, like, you know, just finding out, you know, and um, I, I just, it was just go, go, go all the time. So I had to learn to stop, you know, eat a good meal, get eight hours of sleep, because it's like, if you don't, you can't do the training. So it's, it really comes down to how are you treating yourself? How are you, um, how are you taking care of yourself? You're not going to be able to do these things because I you know for myself and, you know, probably for yourself too, we like checking those boxes and we like setting goals and doing whatever it takes to get those goals. But, you know, it's as hard as it is, you just have to, you know, sometimes you have to slow down, get, you know, again, eat a good meal and get those eight hours of, of sleep so that your body can, you know, regenerate and then you can go chase those goals. So uh, learning that the hard way of overextending, not eating enough, not sleeping enough. I mean, it's just, yeah, for myself, I had to learn the hard way to kind of buy in like, okay, okay, I have to slow down. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Well, did you, uh, did you experience um, injuries from when you say learning the hard way, what is it that you experienced when you were overworking yourself? Yeah. I mean, just, um, so this whole year, I mean, I, I put in, you know, three or well, two really solid, uh, marathon blocks. So 10, you know, 10 weeks of just, you know, high mileage every single day, no breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with marathon training, it's like your hips are tight. Your, your IT bands are tight. I mean, you're just, you know, beat up, uh, every few days there's a new injury some, sometimes, um, but you know, there are other things that I was doing. I was doing, uh, band work. I was doing, uh, pre-run drills. I would do this, um, I would do this lunge matrix before every single run. I would do the run and then I would have these post run drills that I did after every single run. Cause my coach was like, okay, you know, if you only do these drills sometimes, well, sometimes you're going to get injured. So it was just kind of like, okay, so I do the drills. got it. Okay. Um, I don't want to get injured. So yeah, learning the hard way was, you know, there were times where, you know, I was only giving myself five and a half hours of sleep or, you know, staying up till two, I don't know, busying myself. Cause I just want to get the most out of a day. I want to, you know, order these things, set this up. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I would just busy myself to the point where, I look at my watch and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 2 a.m. I got to get to bed, you know, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, making, making good habits and just sticking to them. Um, so for me, like making a schedule, I had to really just give myself a daily schedule and mm-hmm. just follow it. Because if I didn't, I'd have those 2 a.m. nights where I'm trying to cram stuff and I'm like, okay, this isn't working. I have to, I just have to sit down, make a schedule and just stick to it, get that sleep, have that time to eat a meal. And so, yeah, for me, I had to make a schedule. That's <laughs> huge, really That's huge man. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's, it's so huge for people. Like, I mean, in, in the yoga industry specifically, and I know it's the same for any kind of a workout, but you know, people get into a rhythm and yeah. then they keep coming and they keep coming because they stay in that rhythm. But one yeah. of the hardest things for them to do is to create a rhythm and to create yeah. a schedule um, so that they can get into a rhythm and get consistent and get the main benefits of it. You know what I mean? And what I like yeah. that you're saying, it's been beneficial for me too, 
is put it in my schedule. And I'm like you, man. I got to put it in my schedule to yeah. go to bed at 11 o'clock at night, dude. I got to have my phone buzz me because otherwise right. I'm like, oh, I'm just like up late. And then the yeah. next morning I feel like crap. And then everybody <laughs> else around me feels it. And it's like, no, that's right. It's not how I want to be, you know? Yep, that's um, right. Yeah. So, dude, schedule. Everybody take Tyler and Nick's word <laughs> for it. Put your workout in your schedule. Put your sleep schedule in your schedule. Take care of yourself, man. Which I have an app. Do you mind if I – I'm going to check my phone and see what it's called. But there's this app that I've been using. Yeah. And I, I have an iPhone. I, I don't know if, the, uh, if Android has it. But there's this app called – let's see if I can find it. I think it's called, like, Time Block. Let me see. Yeah, it's called Time Block. Um, it's like this purpley app. But it's it's. Did you awesome. say purpley, like a purpley? Purpley, yeah, I said purpley. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's the word. It, I, it, I it's think it is. Hue of purple. It's a hue of purple. Um, <laughs> but no, it is awesome. It gives you reminders, uh, and right when you unlock your phone, um, you can make it so that you know you you see like the next two things you have on your schedule and how much time you you give yourself. So. And I'm on it because if I don't, I'll procrastinate. I'll find other side tasks that probably are very low on the priority scale. Um, so it it's awesome. So it really um, it kind of feeds into my like I got I want to like check the boxes. I love checking boxes. That's just kind of my personality. So yeah, it allows me to check those boxes and stay on task. And um, again, you know, I cut out time to make sure I sit down and have a good meal, get those calories in. Yeah. And then get to bed by time, you know, by yeah, eleven o'clock or so. Well, and you're checking the boxes on things that are like really um, good for you that help yeah. you become more efficient as a human being. I mean, obviously, you're an amazing athlete, but you also you are a teacher. Mm-hmm. You teach at Bella Vista High. Yeah, Bella Let's Vista talk High. About, yeah, we should talk about that a little bit. But yeah, you yeah. know, like it improves your efficiency as a person because I think mm-hmm. that what people a lot of times what people do especially with the in the age of scrolling as i call it you know is like (laughs) our life just goes by us and we don't spend our time on the things that really enrich us and fill us up and we just like waste all this time that's the thing you can't get back man you can't get time back and i've done that i a few days ago i was i I did that did the scrolling thing and then I'm, i'm sharing funny videos with my friends and it's just like okay this is this is silly you know this is you know, yeah, we give, give him some laughs, but you know, that was a half hour of maybe some lesson planning I should be doing. Um, <laughs> you know, so. Well, and there's nothing wrong with it either. You know, like some some scrolling now and then is a good yeah. thing. But I, oh, like absolutely. I think because I do that too, and anybody does in this day and age because there's some funny stuff. You know, there's I some love funny stuff. You need that little dopamine yeah. bump. You know, just, uh, <laughs> the, the little the little laughs, like oh man, that's good. Yeah, good stuff. And give him a little heart emoji, you know, or whatever. You know, like good stuff, man. That was funny. Yeah, good. Give me, let me give you the LOL on that. Or like, why did yeah, you yeah. send me that? Well, that was weird. What, where did that come yeah. from? <laughs> did you mean to send that to me? Like, that's kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to say something about me? That is yeah. this some kind of like secret way of you trying to tell me something about myself? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna mess my algorithm up. Now I'm gonna get some weird stuff on my feed, you know? Because uh, how dude, do I, I got it? Can I tell you a funny story about the algorithm? And yeah, then we'll, we can get back to more serious. I guess more serious talk, but so. Sure. My wife, Katie, she's like, you know, you're thinning up top. You can kind of see up here like I'm thinning a little sure, bit. You know? yeah. I swear it's just because my hair's not as long as it used to be, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, so I go online and I'm like looking up hair pro- products to grow hair back, right? Well, yeah. there's this product that comes up. It's called Hems. I've seen and that. It's all over Instagram. I've seen that. 
Yeah. It's like, te it's all about like, you know, getting, spiking the testosterone, which there's a lot more natural ways to do it. But anyway, the mm. funny thing about it is in regards to what we're talking about is like after I looked at that product one time, all of a sudden my Instagram algorithm, <laughs> yeah. like I, there's these ones, I don't know if you've seen these ones, but there's like a girl in the background. She's like stretching in the bedroom and then yeah. it says, the, uh, what your wife acts like when she finds out that you just ordered hymns. And I'm like, oh what? man, I know I've seen those too. So it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who are you trying to sell? Like, you know, it's, yeah, they have hair products and then they have like, yeah, like for like sexual, like arousements, like they got everything. I don't know. I don't know where this, this company came out of, but uh, it's all over Instagram. I, I see it all the time and I don't know. Maybe they're trying to tell me something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, like hair loss and erectile dysfunction, I guess, go hand in hand, but you know, kind of funny. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so wait, but we can talk about stem cell now because sure. you got, you got your master's in, I don't want to butcher it, but in stem cell research, is that correct? So, yeah. So I, I, so I, I got my master's in biological sciences. I, I had my undergrad in bio as well. Um, but has an emphasis in stem cell research. So the whole program was all about, you know, you get to work in this stem cell research um, facility, do your research, present it to uh, UC Davis and the Sacramento State uh, faculty. And, you know, you get to write this long, you, you get to write this long thesis and defend it. And, uh, but no, it was cool. Like it was like an eight month long uh, internship. I worked with uh, this group, uh, the, the principal investigator was Dr. Ajun Wang and then Dr. Farmer who, which Dr. Farmer, she's, an, she's actually a, uh, a surgeon. I think she's a pediatric surgeon. I can't remember. She, but I know she's a surgeon, but I mean, this is a scientist who ends up like you see her in magazines. If you go to Rayleigh's like wow. big name, uh, scientist. So their group is, I think they're in human trials with, the research that I kind of helped with. Um, but basically it's, it's all about uh, spina bifida. If you ever heard of that disease, mm -hmm. uh, essentially the, um, during, uh, you know, during pregnancy, the baby's uh, spinal cord does not fully like form. There's like kind of like an opening and basically through pregnancy, the surrounding amniotic fluid comes in and essentially like starts kind of killing off all those neurons on the spinal cord. So hmm. what they're doing in this lab is they're taking these 3D printed patches, loading up with uh, stem cells to neuroprotect uh, the spinal cord. And then the surgeons will then like close up, you know, all the tissues so that there's no open, um, you know, spinal cord that's just being exposed. And it's, and it's, and they're getting results. They're getting insane results um with their research so now they're th uh, yeah they're doing uh human trials right now and i'm sure probably in the next few years it'll be the gold standard for treatment because right now i think they just go in there surgically and just kind of uh close things up and it's had good results but it's also very uh it's also, it's also very sketchy you know because you know you're literally going into a pregnant woman going to the baby and then closing up the back of the baby and then closing everything else up. Like it's, wow. it's a lot. Um, but adding in the stem cells, it's supposed to protect those neurons on the spinal cord, uh, yeah. from getting damaged. So I helped like, like a little cookie crumb of that <laughs> research while I was there for, uh, for eight months. So, 
but cool experience. Um, but kind of learned shortly after that lab work wasn't really my cup of tea. So, and then, uh, so yeah, which funny story at Bella Vista, I was uh, volunteer coaching during grad school. I don't know how I found time, but I guess I really wanted to do it. I really wanted to help coach uh, the cross country team there. So I would literally go into the lab in the morning and then come back around like 2.30. I would eat and then go straight up to Bella Vista to make practice. And what I learned was I just, I loved coaching. And, I, and it was a good group of kids. The program was ran really well. The coaches there were awesome, very knowledgeable. And then I kind of was thinking, hey, teaching might be, you know, it's adjacent to coaching. So, and I had some friends already teaching as well. I have a friend named Sammy Schuer that works at Folsom uh, uh, High School, and uh, he's a math teacher there. He's been teaching for five years now. And uh, yeah, he kind of encouraged me like, hey, why don't you just go try teaching out? And so as soon as I graduated from Sac State, I had like a week of summer, uh, moved up to Reno where they had a, a one-year accelerated program because I just wanted to get it done. I was done with school. I'm like, I don't want to do any more school. Let's just get this thing done. Let's go. And Let then, me check uh, this list. Check this yeah, off the list. Really, right? Yeah, I, I want to check those boxes, right? Let's go, man. And then, uh, yeah, then I uh, moved to Arizona uh, in Flagstaff, lived in Flagstaff for a bit, taught there at a high school named Coconino um in Flagstaff and then and then moved back here that would have been uh December of 2022 and yeah that's kind of what started the whole uh road to OTQ uh training cycle that pretty much pretty much running and training full-time to try to hit this goal yeah and you said you've done three this last year you've done three marathon training blocks is that what pretty you much yeah them? two yeah. very intense ones and then this yeah. last one was kind of like let's just keep tyler's body together so that he can actually run a marathon um the first two were more intense the second one was probably the most intense because that was before i flew out to new york for like pretty much like my last chance to really do this and so it was like okay, like no stones left unturned. I'm going to do all the things and read all the books and get all the sleep and eat all the calories. Like I'm just going to do what I have to do to, you know, find out if, uh, if I can do this or not. And it paid off. And what did you, yeah. what did you end up running uh, so, for your marathon? Yeah. So at the McCurdy micro marathon in New York, so that was October, 2022. Uh, this was my yeah last chance uh, or last dance race and, uh, ended up running two sixteen fifty seven, which is about five thirteen per mile. And is that so, the fastest marathon you've ever run? Yeah. That's my PR marathon yeah. up to date. Yeah. So, Oh man, what was that race like? like oh, um, it was from epic. start to finish. What yeah. was it like? It was epic. It was, um, you know, perfect weather. It was uh, about 49 degrees showing up. It was pitch dark. Everyone had flashlights. When we picked up our bibs the day before, they actually handed us flashlights so that we could kind of do our warm up and jog and like pitch black around this little lake. So the course was literally just a series of three mile loops. And you're just, and I believe they're, yeah, so like, they're like eight or so loops or eight and a half. And, and it's just around and around. But honestly, I, I liked it. Um, I didn't think I was because I'm like, man, this is going to get boring. But I knew exactly where I was, how much further I needed to go, where the bottles were. So every loop, 
they had a water station where they had like this long stretch of tables and everyone had like a position of where their bottle was. So you get to this spot and then you're looking for your number. I think I was like 15. I'd find 15 and then just like kind of do like a little drive by, grab the bottle and uh, get down as much of it as you can and then just toss it to the side and keep going. And so it was just, I mean, it's kind of fun, but um, what, what made this race great too was that there were also two pacers uh, pacing the OTQ pace. But fortunately, some, uh, they were actually pacing a little bit ahead of the OTQ pace. And then they peeled off at mile 18. And then at that point, I think it was like me and like two other guys, we just like had this like surge of adrenaline and we dropped, I think it was like a five or 457 mile or something like something crazy. It was just like, okay, whoa, 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 slow down, bud. Um, but it was just kind of just excitement because going that far, being on pace, you only have, you know, eight miles left. Like you're just, so it was epic, but honestly, to tell you the truth, going through that race, and I think this is true for all marathons, like you're riding this wave of feeling really good, feeling confident, and then kind of feeling bad, like, ooh, I'm feeling tired. My, I kind of skipped my foot. I'm not picking up my knees, or uh, I feel like, crap, what the heck's going on? And then, you know, you get some more calories and, and uh, some more fluids, and then you're feeling up again. And then you start feeling crappy again, and it's just this. But you kind of just have to have that hope, like, okay, I'm just riding waves. I'm going to be okay. End of the day, like, I'm not going to just, you know, I'm not going to bonk and just, you know, hit that that brick wall that they always put up at mile 20 at CIM, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's, no, it was, it was honestly, it was the perfect race. I, I think, uh, you know, I didn't go out too fast. I... I was hitting pace. The pacers were a lot of help there. Got all my bottles, all my nutrition. Um, the weather was great. You know, I had my dad there and then my one of my best friends, uh, Ryan Salcedo, he was there. And, you know, I just, I just felt it like at the starting line, like there were no nerves. I just, for whatever reason, cause I, I don't know, I, I get nervous before races too, but for whatever reason before that race, you know, and I think it was because, with the training that I did, I'm like, I literally did everything I could possibly do. There was no, like I said, no stone unturned. Like I, I did everything and I've, I've proved to myself that I'm fit. I've done these workouts. I've come a long way. And, you know, so really I was just kind of like, you know, at the line, just frothing out of the mouth, like, let's go. I'm so ready for this. Like, <laughs> I am ready. Like, let's go. You know? Yeah. So it was no. just, that's awesome. rad, man. That's rad. Like it's, yeah. I mean, you've prepared so much that your training became you, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for like a bit. You just like this, like a uh, different level of confidence and um, yeah. faith, faith in yourself yeah. and what's possible. Right. It seems like you just like stepped into it and just made it happen. Yeah. You kind of through the training. Uh, it's like, it's like you have to kind of become this person that can do this thing. Like, Okay, what kind of person can do this goal? Okay, I need to become that person. What what is that person doing? Um, I can't remember who said this. This was some quote, but it's like if you it might have been Tony Robbins, I don't know, but he said something like, if you wanna, you know, if you had this goal in mind, go find someone that completed that goal 
and then whatever they're doing, do what they did. And so, I mean, to me, it's like, okay, that's what I need to do. I need to change, not like completely just rip out, you know, Tyler and just put in a different code and be someone like totally different, but just little things like, okay, I need to create these systems so that I can get the training in, take care of myself and complete these goals. And so it's just, it's just a a series of good habits. Um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you've heard that book, solid book. I would do, I would totally read that book. Um, I listened to it on audiobook uh, when I was doing my training and I just soaked up so much. Like that is, that made a huge difference. That was one book that I was like, this is a game changer. Um, getting all this stuff down, like the systems, you know, getting your systems right so that you can achieve those goals. Um, yeah. Dude, that's so cool. I love, you know, like when I, when I read Atomic Habits, I still have it and I should read it again because I know anytime yeah. I read a book, no matter where, if it's a really good book, yeah. Um, no matter where it is in my life and no matter what it is I'm working on my life, it applies to it. And that book was yeah. the same, you know, when we, uh, we, through COVID and whatnot, had to rebuild mm. our business and rebuild our clientele. Yeah, I so bet. My dad sent me the book, Atomic Habits. He's like, read this. So I read through it. And then right away, what you're saying, the importance of systems. Yeah. System, you know, for you, you're speaking like on an individual and you're running in your systems and the patterns and the habits that you do on the daily. And, and for all of you that are listening, whatever it is that you're doing in your life, right? Your personal habits and the systems that you have are going to, the small steps that you take every day are going to take you to where you want to go long term, right? Yeah. But then as what the way that I read it with the business was like, okay, where is it that there are systems that aren't working? You know, where is it that we can put in systems that would make us more efficient, that would help us get this product out to more people so that yeah. we could attract people to us um, in a way where we can actually make a bigger impact in their life? You know, so yeah, that book made a huge difference, man. But I, yeah. I do love what you're talking about, about like the, the habits and the systems yeah. that you've got to do every day if you really want to make it happen, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, cause, and this is like, I don't know, I guess my, my Instagram feed is literally just like very like bro and in, in, like motivational stuff. I don't know. That's my algorithm, I guess, but like bro bro and inspirational, bro and inspirational. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, there was like one thing it's yeah. like, you know, there's, um, it might've been Muhammad Ali who said this, but it was something of, um, you know, either you can, maybe it wasn't Muhammad Ali. It, it doesn't matter. Um, but it was something like if you, you can either, you know, not put in the work now and then later in life, likely face regret Well, facing that regret down the, down the, you know, down the line later in life, that's actually a bigger bill than putting in work right now. So it's like, I'm totally butchering that. What, whoever said, I think it is Muhammad Ali, but look it up, but like put, like, don't be afraid to put in the work and, and just it's okay to go for it. Cause I think it's hard to step out of your, your day-to-day life. Like being a teacher. Yeah. It's like most of the time I'm thinking about crap, I got to do this and crap. I got to go make copies and lesson plan. And, Oh, I got to email this kid's mom because you know, whatever it's, it's like nonstop. And it's almost like, I really just have to close that part of, of me, you know, as a teacher, set it aside and then open up the, you know, the running stuff or, or just the other stuff like running. My life can't just be running and teaching. Like there's so much more I want to do, but if, you know, if my systems aren't right, if I'm just like 
if with that, with that free time, if I'm just doing the endless scrolling, I mean, that's, I'm throwing away that opportunity to, you know, do yoga, for example, like something I really want to do. Um, but, but yeah, just, yeah, we'll, we'll get there, but you got to go for it. You just, you just got to go for it. Um, yeah, you, you got know. to, man. Yeah. I like, uh, you know, I think about people who are listening right now that are um, inspired by you and, you know, maybe you won't go out and run a marathon and try and qualify for the Olympic trials and whatnot, but do um, have families and jobs and they want to take care of themselves. And there's a whole lot on their plate. Like, that's how I feel sometimes like, man, I got a shitload of stuff on my plate, just like you, you know, it's like, so, you know, and just in recap to where we are right now in this podcast, right. is like create systems, put it in your calendar, um, do the things that really enrich you, minimize the things that, you know, don't light you up, you know, maybe yeah. like, or get rid of, you know, step away from those people that don't light you up, that point. don't lift you up, you know, like, and That's start, you know, doing those little things and putting your attention on little things every day. And, but really sticking to those things and having faith of faith and belief of where it could take you in the future is super important. I mean, up to this point, I'm really getting that from this, um, yeah. from this conversation. And also Tyler, I'm getting from this, like that importance of taking some time to rest, man, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got, you've got this ingrained and you, you're getting ready for, um, is it Feb 4? Is that when the... Uh, February 3rd. It's on a Saturday. Saturday, yeah. February 3rd. We're going to be rooting for you, man. in the, in Orlando for the Olympic trials for the U S Olympic trials, man. So yeah. in regards to that, what are you changing in your systems? Are you changing anything? Are you creating more time for rest? What are you doing mm-hmm. differently to prepare for that? I know it's like right around the corner. So yeah. how are you getting your mind and body ready? Yeah, well, I mean, each of these marathon blocks that I've done, so this is my third marathon block this year, um, you know, each one has been different. I've, you know, I've had other, you know, other stuff going on in life, you know, during each uh, marathon block. And, you know, it's just, you kind of have to, it changes your your training a little bit because you have to, you know, you have to be flexible. And now, you know, teaching full time and, um, I mean, my biggest challenge really uh, with this third marathon block is just my body's just like it's just you know it's falling apart you know it's just this whole year I've I've never run this much in a single year um mm. my, my my first marathon was actually CIM uh not this not this last CIM but the one before in 2022 that was my first that was marathon your, that was your first marathon oh wow mm-hmm. okay yeah so it's my first marathon um and so doing a full year of just I mean, we're, yeah, we're talking 120, 130, 140, and then really just kind of being in between 100 and um, 140 miles. I mean, that's, yeah, as you can imagine, it's a lot to put on your body. And Dang. even though I could be doing all the things right, um, going to see my physical therapist, uh, you know, uh, once every two weeks. And then sometimes it was every week because I was just like, I got this thing, I need to get it fixed. And, uh, but, um, no, this, this marathon block has just been, you know, just, I hate to say it, but like, kind of like putting band-aids on, uh, you know, my, my psoas muscles have been incredibly tight. I mean, it's just like sleeping has been tough. Um, running obviously has been very challenging. And then, then I had this shin thing happen. And so it's just, my training has, my, my volume has gone way down. Um, and then I'm taking a day or two off each week to kind of speed up that recovery, let my body catch up. 
and you know teaching so new job just started at, at Bella Vista uh, this semester in January so I'm teaching all day I'm on my feet all day I don't sit um, because I know if I sit those kids are just gonna go crazy so I gotta stand the whole time and uh, and so you know I at the end of the day I sit down for like 15 minutes eat some uh, peanut butter pretzels you know take a breather get my shoes on and then I got to do eight miles or 10 miles and, and then go lesson plan later. You know, it's so, I don't know. You kind of just have to do it. Sometimes you just kind of have to throw yourself out. You know, you're not your, your best. Like you feel awful. You feel tired. You just want to go home. But you know, that's where, that's where you really do have to do that balance of like, can I actually do this? Or if I go out, am I going to get sick or injured? And I feel like I've been a, uh, a lot more in tune with that. Uh, like the other day I was supposed to go out and run. It's kind of my thing. I, I run really late at night sometimes, but I was supposed to go out and do this crazy, you know, 12 mile run, but I ended up cutting it short because I'm like, I feel kind of sick. I've the last few days, I've only gotten about six hours of sleep. You know, teaching has been kicking my butt. I really should just focus on getting sleep tonight and eating a good meal before bed and, you know, not eating all this food and then going to bed like you really shouldn't eat a large meal before bed it's really not good for your gut um so yeah again choosing to take care of myself for later not just i gotta just push through and david goggins this thing and just go out in in the in the night in the cold run 12 miles you know even though my body's screaming at me um yeah, it's, it's a, it's a balance. Like you said, um, you kind of just have to know yourself and know your body that if you're on, if you're running on the red, you gotta, you know, you gotta lay off and it's, it's worth it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I do that. I mean, for, I don't, you don't know my history. We haven't really talked about it a lot, but I did, I played soccer all the way through the end of college and a little bit professionally after that, but I, over that long period of time of just grinding and grinding and yeah. grinding and pushing towards the next level, my body broke down and ultimately yeah. I had injuries that pushed me into yoga. And then ultimately I got into okay. yoga and now I do yoga all the time. But even though I've done, you know, I've been teaching and practicing yoga for almost 15 years. And I think it mm. took me like 10 years of doing the yoga practice to actually like experience what you're saying. Like, Oh, listen to your body. Geez, Nick, you've been teaching these people this and you've been hearing teachers speak to this and all this for all this time. It's like, no, you got to listen to your body, man. You got to, if you're not getting, you're not, you're feeling sick and run down. It's not serving anybody. You know what I mean? It doesn't serve your kids, doesn't serve your wife, doesn't serve the community you're trying to serve, like all that, you know, like, um, but it it took me so long to understand that what what it means to listen to your body. And I think a lot of people, and I'm interested what you think, but I think a lot of people get so stuck up in their head um, or their phone or what they're doing that they don't have this intimate connection with their body. And Mm. they lose this sense of, I mean, the word really is like sense of intuition or uh, possibility that's available to them by just listening to their body, their vehicle, the thing that keeps them here on the planet, you know? less that I am connected to my body, like the less I'm doing the physical things and whatnot, then the, um, and the more than I'm thinking and in my head, then the less I am able to listen to myself and take care of myself. Well, I think it's, it's almost like we kind of live outside of our bodies and we just know that we, there's a lot of stuff to do. And at least for myself, it's like, 
if I'm not doing anything and I feel unproductive, then, I mean, I, I feel that guilt, like, man, why am I sitting here watching TV and like relaxing? You know, I could be, I could be on Duolingo learning Spanish, or I could be reading a book or I could be lesson planning. Like there's just, there's stuff to be doing all the time. And I think my brain, it's, it's so hard to, you know, slow down. I'm like outside of my body and I'm I'm just like, dude, you got to take care of, you got to take care of yourself. And, and that's why I started becoming really interested in yoga because I mean, with all this training and, and running, you know, since I was in middle school, you know, this, just this little kid, I mean, my, my body has obviously like my body is, um, geared towards running long distance. So, I mean, some muscles are used every day. Others are not. My range of motion isn't, you know, it's not there. I can barely touch my toes, you know, cause I'm just, I'm constantly using my hamstrings. So, yeah. um, you know, there's a range of mobility I want to, I want to gain, but it's like, why is my gosh, like, you know, I'm 28 and my back hurts and my knee hurts and like, like my pinky toe hurts. Why is my pinky toe hurt? So it's like, <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I think yoga is something that you can, I mean, this is, this is coming from someone that doesn't know anything about yoga, but just, I feel like it's something that can help me slow down. It's something healthy to do. Dude, it's like you will really like it and you'll like the style that we teach at Spotted Dog because it's yeah. it's rigorous, you know, and we teach yeah. a specific um, flow with variation in it depending on who's in the room and who the, what the teacher is teaching to, you know. But the main focus first and foremost is to help people understand how to get into these poses in a way that's safe and um, anatomic anatomically correct yeah but then once people do that and they get you know into this alignment and they feel good in the poses then we start speaking to things like your breathing you know like focusing your eyes um, activating your hands and your feet getting into the arches of your Mm -hmm. feet you know lengthening your side bodies and creating space around your spine and different things like that so it turns from a place of where people just are learning the poses to a place where they're like starting to learn how to actually move their body in a way that impacts them in a positive way mm-hmm. um and then you know then like all sorts of really amazing things happen because yeah. like you're saying it's a, it's a meditation really you mm-hmm. know so when you start to focus on your breath and you start to be connected to your body then you start to be present with people in life and Absolutely. then you really can, can make in, you can make intuitive decisions much easier yeah um you know, like, I feel like when I first saw your profile, man, I was like, intuitively, I was like, this guy's got good energy. I want this guy to oh, jump man. on our podcast, man. You like, you have brought so much value to the show. And I'm like, pumping. I'm just pumping. You took the time That's to awesome. do this, man. Yeah, I were, you know, to be, to tell you the truth, I, I worry sometimes with, because really, my the Instagram that I made has just kind of been to help document all this stuff, sure. all my training. And sometimes I look at it, I'm like, Okay, I don't know. Hopefully, no one's like looking, like misinterpreting it, or you know, just seeing like, well, this guy's full of himself, or it's like, you know, like this guy with his running. I don't know. I, I hope that's not the case, but I mean, I don't, because I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but this race is sort of my, it's kind of my last big thing with running. I'm actually going to slow down uh, and kind of stop my competitive running and just just so I can, you know, so I can slow down so I can, um, you know, do these other things that I want to do. And like, like yoga, I've always wanted to get into yoga and I've, I wanted to get in the weight room and, and just, 
really just kind of uh, be more well-rounded. Marathon training is just not sustainable. It's so crazy how we do this, um, you know, and all power to you guys, like, you know, these marathoners that are still out there. I mean, Eliud Kipchoge being 40 years old or 39 years old or whatever and running two, under two hours or whatever, you know, that's awesome. But it's just, it's so much time and it's so cumbersome and I'm just tired of telling friends that, Oh, Hey, sorry, man, I can't hang out tonight. Cause I got to go run 20 miles tomorrow. And then it, it sucks. You know, it sucks having to just leave and go on, on Christmas. Um, on Christmas Eve, I had to go out well, I didn't have to just procrastinated. And, you know, I, I, yeah, spending time with family, but I went out and ran 18 miles at like 10:30 at night and got home at almost midnight and I'm like what am I doing this is it's Christmas Eve and I'm doing this so you know I don't know I, at least for me I just kind of feel like this would be a kind of a good this was like a really good goal to chase and be able to kind of tie that bow to you know close the chapter and go to the next one kind of thing that's so yeah. awesome man I love yeah. it you know it's like yeah. um this is in the realm of habits, and probably I'll butcher this quote. You know, we're, you okay. and I are good at butchering. I've been doing quotes, that. Right? Yeah, I've been doing the whole, the whole show. So. Um, but it is along the, that line of like, you know, because people have good habits and people have bad habits. But, you know, people, um, <clears throat> if you want to give, you know, habits give you up, you mm. know. And when I say that, that habits give you up, it's like you put your in- intention or attention on what it is that you want to do. And if you take the small steps to create that for yourself, then whatever habits, good or bad, like life enriching, inspiring, amazing, like your marathon running or like, you know, people like smoking and drinking and the bad things that are like not helping them. If whatever you, whatever habits you have, if you put your intention on something different, something new and you work towards it, then you create this, create the space for that. Um, And I have a lot of admiration for you to, saying like, yeah, I'm looking at my life. This is what I've been doing. It's been an amazing experience for me. And, um, after this, I'm looking to put my intention and attention on something a little bit different so that you can live your life in a a new way, you know? And that's like, that's creating possibility for yourself, bro. I think that's so cool and and amazing, you know? And I think, I think getting there in, in part was really just kind of getting more in touch with myself, you know? Um, you know, with the marathon running and, and last year, um, you know, I was seeing a therapist for a bit and she actually became a really good friend. Um, but she, I don't know, have you ever heard of something called the Enneagram by chance? I have not. Okay. So before I say anything more, it's not like you're like, you open up a magazine, you can take a quiz and it tells you what kind of, you know, you're this kind of person, or this is your Zodiac, whatever you believe. But, um, it's a research backed, uh, it's like a Myers-Briggs test, but like it's, there's just a little bit more research around it and there's nine personality tests. And I mean, just talking with you, you're probably, I think we have seeing the similarity that we have. Um, I scored as a three, which is, um, I mean, the, the name sounds great, but it, there's obviously some things to it, but, um, a three is the achiever. And while that sounds great, you also see, the other side, like the, the dark side, the things you need to work on. And, you know, the thing with achievers with threes is that they go, 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 go. Their superpower might be that they can 
be efficient and do all these things. They set goals and they likely get them and they're just really good at this, but they definitely are uh, likely to kind of neglect, um, you know, and, and not really be in touch with their true selves because, you know, like I, like I just mentioned earlier, in order to get to this goal of running at the Olympic trials, I had to become this person that could, um, could do that. So as a three, it's like you're constantly putting on these different hats, shape shifting in order to create these, um, or in order to accomplish these goals. When I was in my grad program, okay, like I had to put on the researcher hat. I had to be the very studious student in order to achieve and do that. It was very challenging. I had, there are probably three times where I was like, I'm just going to quit. I can't do this anymore. I am, I feel this imposter syndrome. I shouldn't be here. Like this is grad school i'm in this crazy research lab it's too much i I can't do this um so this last year i've really you know i think the coolest thing i mean yes it's very cool that i was able to qualify for the trials but i mean this was a big year in that i feel like i've really gotten to know myself better and learn myself better know my strengths and weaknesses the the dark areas that I wasn't aware of. Now I am. And I know how to work on those things all because this therapist was like, yeah, there's this Enneagram thing here, check it out. Um, Mm. and now I'm like all about it. My bookshelf is probably like 40% Enneagram, like (laughs) this relationships, uh, you know, just, you know, all this stuff, it's, it's all connected your friendships, um, with your, your, with your friends, with your family, with, you know, spouse, um, it's awesome. It's a great tool. And that's kind of how I see it. It's a great tool for understanding yourself, bettering your relationships. Um, so it's, yeah, little, little plug for the Enneagram if, if you're, if you're familiar with it, but check it out. It's, it's definitely helped me. And I think it really has helped me, uh, with my training. Cause I mean, knowing yourself and not knowing yourself, I mean, being more in touch with your feelings, I think that is a performance enhancer. I mean, I think if you're, you know what you want and you know how to get it, you know, yeah, you, you, you just know yourself well enough to really go wholehearted into something because you know yourself. And mm-hmm. so to me, I mean, call it, call it what you want. I, I think it is a, a performance enhancement there, you know, just it, like internally uh, knowing yourself. So uh, check oh, it man. out. Yeah, Big check it out, time. man. Big time performance enhancer to know yeah. yourself. So many Absolutely. people don't, you know. I yeah, I'm with you, buddy. Yeah. You know what I like about these um, podcasts, and I don't know how many episodes you've had a chance to listen to if you've even had a chance to. But what's really neat is that, you know, I always go into the conversation and have a general idea of what the show is going to be like, and then mm-hmm. ultimately there's this level um, and layer of depth that comes from it that I wasn't expecting, like um, in a good positive way and that's what i think is so wonderful about taking the time to have conversations with people like you tyler is it it just opens up my mind um, and i know it opens up our listeners minds to just seeing um a different way and knowing that there's more possible out there for um for them in life and you know in regards to like your to your instagram channel i and when you were talking about how you know i wonder if people think that oh man yeah gloating or whatever you know it's like i've First yeah. of all, I don't get that from you. Okay. Secondly, I have the I'm an achiever, dude, and so I yeah. I'm in the Absolutely. same boat. Yeah, I same see it. Boat. 
I'm in the same boat as you, man. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm just showing them how to do these awesome yoga poses because yeah. I'm showing them how to do these yoga poses, right? Like, because I'm a badass, but you know why I'm doing it, and I know why you're doing it down deep because you're a good person. It's to inspire, I'm doing it to inspire people to show people it's possible, you know, because so many right. people don't understand that there's more possible for them than where they are. A lot of people are really, really stuck in a place and they don't know how to pull themselves out of that rut. And I think conversations yeah. like this really can help people, you know, so. Um, yeah, it's going back to yeah, just man. having the right people around you, right? Like having the friends that become mentors or just the friend that, you know, introduces and encourages you to try running. And, you know, I would have never found that if I had, I didn't have those good friends that, you know, I mean, I think they joined cross country because there's a cute girl, you know, on the team, but like still like, you know, I wouldn't have ever gotten into that if I wasn't like, okay, well, I guess I'll try this thing out. I'm probably not going to be good at it. I don't know. Like, I'll just try it. Yeah. You never know. And I tell my students that, especially because they're freshmen, you know, I always, I ask them like, who's doing an extracurricular activity? Who's doing sports or band or theater? And only like three hands out of this class of 36 put their hands up. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going to spend the next like 12 minutes telling you why you guys should be trying something. And, you know, I talk a little bit about my running and how I got into it. But, you know, I tell them like school can be a lot better if you have some reason to show up. Like you guys are here. You know, a lot of them are like, oh, because we have to be here. But it's like, well, you know, you could have faked a, a stomach ache or you could have, you know, you could have not, you know, you could have not shown up. But while you're here, you might as well, you know, you have these doors that you can go knock on and see if they open up and you find something there and it could be worthwhile. You could find, you know, like my, my best friends come from running. Like my best friends were uh, teammates of mine at Sac State, my coach. And honestly, like the, my only mentor that I've had this whole time, you know, was my running coach. Um, you know, it was, it was through running. I, I met and gained all of these things, all these, you know, beautifully positive things was just through running, but it makes you think like, maybe I shouldn't stop running, but you know, I, I'm still going to run, but it's not going to be at that competitive level because it's just, I know myself and I know, I feel like I know what I need. And it's not just, again, like David Goggins, just the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It's like, I need to feed the other or water the other parts of my, of my life, you know, um, there, there's so much stuff you can do in this life. You know, I'm, I'm 28. There's still, hopefully there's still a lot of life left. So, um, dang right, man. Well, you, know, you still, you still got a full head of hair too, which is like, we're, yeah, we're working, that's my mom. That's my Hispanic <laughs> side. Yeah. She's got yeah. thick hair. My dad. Yeah. He's blonde hair, blue eyes, but yeah, I, I don't have the blue eyes, but I have the thick hair, which I, I appreciate. So yeah, yeah you're, for now you're lucky, you're for now lucky, well <laughs> and uh, yeah I'm, of course i want to be very respectful of your time and i want to wrap it up but i do yeah. want to say this in regards to what it is that you're saying I, like I, I agree with you and all the things that you've done up to this point all the things i've done up to this point they're ingrained in us yeah they're like those those real those great habits like you know getting up running doing all the different things like they're ingrained in us and then what i've found is that they just carry on to the next thing I do. And then we continue to have these building blocks to work on um, to to improve and to see what's possible for us in life to, and to expand our potential. And we have no control or understanding of how that's going to show up. Yeah. Um, but those experiences, if you never put yourself out there, if you never 
you know, had tried running, but I'd never right. put on my cleats. If we didn't have those people yeah. who believed in us and walked right. us through that were mentors, if we didn't have different things to push ourselves towards, ultimately, yeah. like uh, we put ourselves in those situations by putting our, by doing it, you know, and if we hadn't done that, it wouldn't have made us who we are, you know? And so, yeah. um, you know, for people that are out there, you're thinking about do some, doing something, stop thinking about it and just do it and try it. You know, maybe yeah. you do it one time. You're like, ah, that's yeah. enough for me, you know, or maybe you do it, you know, you fall in love with it and you do it for yeah. 10 years and then you're like, ah, that's enough for me. You know, like that's a part of your journey. Right. Well, cause I think like starting something new, there's always that fear of failing. Right. Like that's like kind of a core thing. Like, ah, you know, if I do it, I might not be good at it. And I don't know, sure. it's just not going to be, it's going to be inconvenient. And, but I mean, I wasn't, yeah, yeah. I wasn't like the best. I wasn't really good at running. I mean, I, I didn't start really seeing that potential until I was late into high school. And that was because I had a couple of years under my belt. And I think you just, it's just a time thing. Um, find something you're, you're passionate about. Because I think when you're passionate about something, at least for me, it's like with those days where you really don't want to go out and do a run, you're like, oh, but then the passion shows up and it's like, I got to do this though. Like I really like, I got to do this. Like, I think that's where the passion comes in. So if you find something you're good at or not good at, sorry, if you find something that you're passionate about, you know, I think you can go the farthest in that thing. Because again, when you're unmotivated or it's inconvenient, the passion shows up. And I think that just kind of raises the bar of like what you can actually accomplish in that thing. So follow what you're passionate about, I guess is kind of like my last little nugget of wisdom that I've kind of, <laughs> that I've kind of come to find. And I tell my students the same thing, like, just, just try it, you know, try it, try school out, you know, just try it. And, uh, you, you might surprise yourself. Exactly, man. Find what you're passionate about. And the way you find what you're passionate about is just throwing yourself all the way in there That's right. on everything that you, that you want to try, you know, and yeah. you'll find it. Dude, Tyler Sickler, yeah. I speak on behalf of the Play, the Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup community and the Play Hard and Love Big Radio community will be pulling for you and hoping that you have an amazing Olympic trials on the 4th of February. Um, but, you know, even more so, we're really just uh, glad to have you a part of our community and to learn from you and to experience you on this platform. So thank you very much for taking the time to be here, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Nick. I appreciate you having me on. And yeah, I look forward to trying out your, your studio. I'm I'm so psyched. I've, like I said, I've always wanted to get into yoga and try it. And it, it seems like a really good supportive group. So yeah, looking forward oh, to it. Oh, man. That. Yeah, I can't speak highly enough about our teachers and our community yeah. there. They're really amazing. It's a it's an awesome tie-in to the, everybody in the community. You'll meet and see so many people that you know and didn't know. Um, so right on, we'll be pulling for that too. Hey everyone, uh, thank you for listening to Play Hard and Love Big Radio, the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup, based out of Folsom, California. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is dedicated to bringing you the inspiring people with the inspiring stories to help you connect to your center so that you live a more full and purposeful life. And Tyler Sickler, you have done that for us today, man. I'm so glad to be acquainted with you. And um yeah, thank you so much for everyone for listening to our podcast. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. See you. All right, see you guys. Peace.